Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast with Justin Foster and myself, Juan Kingsbury. Justin and I are really good friends who are always talking about everything under the sun, and we trust each other. We can say things that, frankly, would be embarrassing or misunderstood uh, in the public eye, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to say it and record it and let you decide if we're wrong. But we do ask that you consider it for yourself. The things that you believe in, the things that you uh, say you have conviction about, is there a chance that you might be wrong? We hope you enjoy our show. All right, we are back for another episode. Make sure I'm recording both of us. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, this time, we're going to pick apart or discuss, tear down, no, what it means to be a man, or would you phrase it differently? Yeah, just what what does masculinity mean in the first half of the 21st century? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean today? Yeah. Because it's shifted, for sure. Um, and so there's 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 something off it seems um it, when it comes to masculinity i i see two very large groups of men um that are either sort of domesticated and docile and um kind of fragile yeah and not sensitive um kind of lost the lost boys yeah um and then i see a group of men that are a fairly large group of men that are either blatantly or secretly misogynistic. And, um, and so it makes me, it just is this idea. Like when we talk about these untouchable things that you and I are going to talk about on these episodes is um, it's kind of springs off of a conversation I had with a, a dear friend of mine the other day, which is I want to have the conversations about the hard things that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I want to not just, Look at both sides. I want to find the middle. I want to find the third way yeah. um, between two sides. So you can, whatever that may be, you pick the sides. And so masculinity is one of those things that is um, most often described as in, in a culture, from a cultural standpoint, as um, either um, a type of uh, alpha aggressiveness, and that's bad. Or you see this in commercials all the time, the dumb man. Yeah. Oh, my wife hates that. Yeah. The dumb man sent thing. And, and neither of those are masculinity to me. Yeah. Well, there's um going back to the, the, the last recording we did. Um, but I think just the spirit of our friendship and what, what gets us up in the, in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you don't know yourself, having hard anything is really hard. <laughs> you know, like if you haven't looked in the mirror and prepared. So I think the reason why we don't have these taboo conversations nearly as much is because people don't want to look at their naked bodies or yeah. ask themselves what really happened when I was nine year old and my parents weren't there. Um, you know, like because that that shit's scary. Um, but the the man thing, it, it's it's. Let's actually go back, or not go back, but let's ask a slightly different question. Okay. What did it used to mean before, let's say, 2000, pre? What 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 do you think it meant to be a man prior? Like, I'm, I'm picturing, like, fisticuffs, mustaches, beer, and rough hands. 
Yeah, that you know, there's a. It depends, I think, on your nationality, like your back, your your background. But say, say, um, and the American view of masculinity yeah. um, was a type of um, toughness. Uh, don't show your emotions. What what they call in you know social language hetero, hetero normal you know you know behavior. Yeah. Um, um, it viewed if could view feminine femininity as as a weakness um and it was tough that's the way i would describe it there was a toughness to the 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 american the american male um that had its positives and its negatives like all things do yeah and um i think that part of that came from we just because we came i mean we, we we as a nation and 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 we could get into all like you know the how this happened but we as a nation uh, we were born in struggle and we got here in struggle. Yeah. Uh, and so we've, we've had, we've had uh, very little in our history periods of time where there's no struggle. Somebody's struggling in our, because it's just the nature of, of a democracy and the way that we did it with the um, m- misplaced definition of equality in our roots. Yeah. And, you know, and the, you know, the genocide of indigenous people and a bunch of other things. Nonetheless, there was a the, the idea of a man was formed by going out to the wild west and being hardy, being hardy. I was an H-A-R-D-Y, hardy, like Theodore Roosevelt, um, who was a, kind of a weakling as a kid who worked on himself and got rid of and tried to overcome his asthma and his small stature. And he went out by being a cowboy in South Dakota. Yeah, uh, He didn't need to. He was from a rich family. He could have coasted through the rest of his life. So that there were rites of passage that we don't have anymore. There, there was a rite of passage of going out and like getting on a, um, a sailing ship and sailing the world as a, as a, as a sailor or yeah. joining the, the military and having adventure and, you know, being faced with like death and this, and then, and then it came from like, then maybe maybe that sort of was given the next area of a rite of passage related to masculinity was sports. Yeah. Um, and and or or again joining the military or something. We don't we don't have a I mean from a, as a percentage of our population we don't have a lot of people that have a rural background you know that work you know that grew up like I grew up really hands on like physical labor on yeah. a ranch. We don't have that. We don't have we we don't have a lot of people that play. We, we see we've had a reduction in the number of young men that play, um, you know, uh, aggressive sports. Yeah. Football as an example or uh, whatnot. And then the third thing we don't have is we, we've had a significant, significantly lower percentage of our population join the military. Yeah. Well, and um, I, I want to be clear. I want to make sure I understand. You're also saying like those used to define what a man is, but I'm yeah, knowing you. Yeah. You, I don't also don't think if someone didn't play sports, didn't right. join the military, didn't work on a farm, you, Justin, wouldn't be saying that person's not a man. Like no, you, you so the old yeah. standard, those were kind of the, the check boxes. They were kind of a crucible, as it were. I, I don't even know if they were check boxes as much as like proving grounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there were people, there were males who were considered not manly or cowards or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that. You see them like in the Western movies, they're like, they're like the, the meek shopkeeper yeah. that won't stand up to the, the gunfight, <laughs> uh, you know, um, but something, something sh- shifted um, where 
Um, and it was kind of a, like I said, a two-parter, like on one side, it was like being seen as a, uh, alpha was a negative always. Um, so that's worthy of examination. Why is it bad to be an alpha? I mean, I love Jocko Willick. He seems to love his kids and his wife. He doesn't seem like an asshole. He's an Wait, alpha. You said, you said it's, you're saying today or before? Yeah. No, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now there's a, there's this idea that, well, an alpha male is a, it's used as a disparaging term yeah. most of the time. But I, uh, I, going back to the other, the labels, cause I, I don't like the term alpha. I don't like the embracing of, of, of alphas because I also think there's a lot of fakers. Now the Jocko guy, true badass. Like, it's yes. like what you say about, um, uh, uh, rodeo riders or, you know, uh, Marines, like they don't have to tell people they're a badass. They, you can just, the room shifts. Um, right, you know, right. they just had, we just finished the MJ or the bulls documentary a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and did a little uh, LinkedIn post about it. But I'm like, I've heard for decades, as long as I've been an adult, you know, the type A leader that I won't ask you to do anything that I won't do. And especially from fat football coaches. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that you do now or do 20 years ago. Um, And they, you know, to MJ, he's kind of like a God in terms of hard grit leader. MJ was obsessed Mm -hmm. and he was the best player ever. He didn't just demand of others. He was that that's, so I, I see all these type A people. So in my, my stereotypical brain that I've put them in this box as someone who self identifies as, Oh, oh, you're crazy and you work hard, but you're not your best. Instead, you, you push other people to be their best. It's, you know, you, you like football, but like, I would always see it in high school or kids of like dads yelling at their kids to go out there and work. I'm like, it's cause you peaked in high school, uncle Rico. That to, that that is my version of the type A, which I think is very different than yours. But getting back yeah. to the topic of of man, you're saying like that old definition kind of gets a yeah. bad rap today. It does, yeah. And so somebody is um, somebody is um, more aggressive or more like like, like use the word alpha again is that seen as um, you know that's where this the term toxic masculinity often comes from when. Most toxic masculinity, I would say almost all of it, comes from uh, beta men that are weak and insecure. Um, um, and so what, what I see with this, this, um, this kind of brief, this, this framing of masculinity, um, it's like, well, what, what, is, it? what, is, a, what is a man um, in modern times? And I don't, I, and I think, I think that the, 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 base definition I would have is a a man is a man who is self-aware and comfortable in his own skin. That's sort of the baseline. If you're insecure, like we're all, we all have insecurities, but if you're, if you're, in, if you're in a sort of a perpetual existential crisis about who you are, you're, that's going to play out in a lot of the ways that we've already talked about. And I think the other aspect to this too is, Again, some infusion of nuance here. If you take disc or enneagram, either one of them, the, in the enneagram they call it healthy and unhealthy. And then I don't know if the, you would know this way more than me. With disc, is there is a low conscious version of each of the dominant behaviors. So, so uh, uh, there's a low conscious high D. Yeah, like uh, we call it overextension. Like you're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so there's low conscious high D which tend to be kind of the type of guys that 
are into cosplay and decide that they want to go protest, you know, sheltering in place with their AR-15. Yeah, the LARPers. That type of, yeah, LARPing, yes. They're LARPers across all of their life. Yeah. Um, I think that's why so many of them look similar. A lot of wraparound sunglasses in that. Crowd. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you seen those? It's like a the picture the of like, twi- like yeah. just all of them. And there's some women too, like that something. Well, a yeah. little bit of a bunny trail. I learned this right after I got married, but I'm like, girls, especially here in Phoenix and Scottsdale, you dress up nice, but they tend to wear bigger sunglasses. It's uh-huh. an insecurity thing. It's I don't want you to see my whole face because um, I look better with the less of the you that you. And I'm like, oh. some a girl point. I was like, why are you telling me that? And I'm like, man, that would have gave me so much more confidence or lack of insecurity when I'm out over paying for a beer uh, in my 20s. But so go back to the thing because I'm not sure if I fully understood. You, you think that most of the toxic bad stuff comes from the beta males, the 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 meek, the would you call them earlier domesticated docile is that yeah uh, no i don't know beta is the insecure and uncomfortable with who they are so they they seek a place of power and then when they get into power they are insulated from the truth of who they really are ah okay like like potus who's a predator like most bullies yeah. and and bullies yeah, yeah a predator and a bully epstein weinstein weinstein um yeah you know, Cosby, they, that, that those are, those are not alpha men. Those are deeply damaged beta males who are trying to find their masculinity through the abuse of power. Yeah. Well, it, it, uh, different words, maybe simpler, at least for me, would you say an alpha is like a true leader? You can't, you can't kind of be an alpha. I mean, I guess you could by yourself, but like you're, you have to be conscious and thoughtful and mindful but you're also I mean, tough as shit yeah you have right and i i don't know i think i think you can be a true leader and not be a necessarily an alpha i yeah. think you can be just like you can be a, very much believe you can be a strong introvert and still be an amazing leader yes um and so I, i'm not saying that alpha uh I, i'm not saying that all leaders have to be alphas but all alphas are leaders like real ones Yes. Like okay. People that are like a high, let's just call it a high conscious high D yeah. or a high conscious eight in the Enneagram. Um, you are in, you are in a position of leadership. Um, and you could, you, you could be other behavioral profiles and other things on the Enneagram and the disc and Myers Briggs and everything and still be a leader. But I'm focusing in on this sort of like responsibility that you have if you well, are a high D or an eight to be a high conscious leader. Got it. Okay. So, cause going back to Michael Jordan, which I admired of a poster in here, someone in the office, but also it was like Michael Jordan, even though like the documentary just confirmed he was a psycho assassin leader, just obsessed, but he's mm-hmm. also amazing. So there is knock on his leadership, but the thing is six titles, lots of MVPs. Like he showed up. He didn't just kick people in the ass and demand of them. Like he, he was always the best player on the floor he is a true alpha leader now in terms of his empathy and other stuff that he could have. I think there's a lot of missing, but he did in terms of his mission, his accomplishments, he's perfect score in terms of showing up in the finals. The other people, what I hear you saying the betas, I would think of the difference between like a true leader and a boss. 
they have power. Other people have to. One, one time I also admit this to you. I told my dad he was a bad leader in the military because we were arguing. And my dad's always been more of a lone wolf. He's he's a high D, harmonious, unique style, uh, motivationally. And I was like, that's why people don't listen to you. They don't follow you. He's like, I have I have medals that show I was a leader. I'm like, yeah, in title. I'm not taking it. And I'm like, and the whole time I'm like, what are you saying, you dummy? He will kick your ass. He's got a bad back. That, that only means it's going to take a little longer. But, and I still mean it. Like he, he, my dad is smart. He's awesome. But he's a lone wolf. He, he, you know, he, um, could have been an alpha or, or would have been a great one, but he, uh, what am I trying to say? My, my point being that you're, you're differentiating between a beta is someone who kind of abuses and an alpha is someone who, who is really a driving. True alpha. Yeah. yeah. A true alpha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather used to say, you can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats women, dogs, and children. And there's an element of that, of, of honor that I think is honor and respect and dignity. And David Brooks does a wonderful job writing about this in the, in his book, the road to character Um, from a man, a male standpoint, a whole man is an honorable man. A whole man is an honest man. Now, and when I mean whole, I don't mean they have don't have deep emotional wounds. I yeah. mean Lincoln was a whole man with all kinds of emotional issues, but he he knew it. He was aware of it. He wasn't in denial of it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's kind of like what psychologists say is that you know if you think if you if you think you're crazy, then you're not. Um, because now it spins off to what I think is, I think real toxic masculinity is unfettered, unrepentant narcissism now that applies to women too but in this particular yeah topic, yeah that's fair yeah ladies we're not forgetting you <laughs> uh i know it seems like though there are a lot less narcissistic women than men but maybe, oh no maybe. man uh, especially when it comes to office politics well, I, that's true maybe it just shows up maybe the it, behavior yes it, it manifests i think yeah, very differently yeah. yeah yeah that's true but in this particular case um narcissism is maybe the highest form of mental illness of a disconnect from who you are. And it's it's really impossible to be honorable and be a narcissist. So I view Jordan, I don't know the man. Yeah. I do not know the man. I view Jordan as a as a narcissist more than an alpha. That he set his plans and um well what he wanted to accomplish and he did it. Yeah. Um, and you look at, but you look at someone like, well, there's kind of this, this, this sequencing here. Let's take Kobe mm-hmm. who had, it appears some level of a revelation of his narcissism and kind of transformed in his final six or seven years in the NBA, who he was yep. as a person. And yeah. he focused on being a great teammate. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, that, that's my issue. You're right. Actually, I do agree with you uh, in terms of these definitions we're using right now. Jordan was definitely a narcissist more so than a, a true alpha. But to the other people who like that model, I'm like, but he won. Because if you yeah. take away those titles, then he's just a jackass like who played yeah. basketball. And there's but plenty of them. To, that goes to this isn't even really a masculinity thing anymore. Is that when winning becomes more important than character, you're, we're done. Yeah. There's nothing for, for me. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Um, and you see this, you see this sort of um, 
like the, the like the way that the alt right treats POTUS as sort of well, he's this rich guy, he's successful, and you know he dates supermodels even while he's married. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like he does all that, um, and so there's that side of it. It's kind of like a a different version of the bullshit prosperity doctrine and evangelicalism. It's a it's kind of a similar thing, yes. which is that if you reach if you're winning. They just use the word blessed, but they mean winning. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're blessed, you're winning, you're in a place of power, then how you got there was justifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I don't like Robert Greene's stuff. Oh, uh, really? The 48 Laws of Power? I think it's. I think it encourages this kind of behavior. Oh, so, oh yeah. I, I agree. I read it. He's like, what he's talking about. Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, a yeah, bunch of different, like, books, yeah. yeah, which... Was it a Ryan Holiday subset yeah. of him, which we're both fans of? Um, but it's funny because I read that book, ironically, because of POTUS or when we he was coming. I'm like, what the hell happened? I need to understand power dynamics. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, I need to do all these things. But I did have a better understanding of why these things happen. But to your point, yes, I think they, they do get taken the wrong way. Like actually, um, Ryan Holiday, the, I think he edited the book or something. He writes all the stoic stuff. He wrote a book 10 years ago, Trust Me, I'm Lying. Do you ever read it? Uh-huh. No, and, but I know that. And I literally think that's what the the has really influenced all of social media, that he admitted to all these little marketing tactics that pol- politics hijacked and kind of like he, he did it well-meaning, but I don't think people knew. He's like, look, here's how you take care of a gun safely. And people are like, oh, this is what I'm going to go yeah. do. Yeah. Well, and then we go back to basketball. It's kind of this uh, microcosm of this that um, the, the 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 player, which to me is the greatest player of all time, is LeBron James. But it's not because of titles and trophies. It's because he's been an incredible teammate, and he's loved by everyone that's played for him. Yeah, Jordan, not the case. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's also why the old school guard knocks on lebron and you you say something that is huge and i do to me the greatest on the court basketball player to me is michael jordan i don't really count the old older guard because of his accomplishments and his perfect record etc but in terms of basketball player like human being all around like from the jump lebron james you know single mom has performed at a high level since he was like 12 his mess ups weren't even mess ups, you know, in, in a world of bad tweets and, and shameful things, you yeah, know, yeah. and to me, and this is totally like dick move, but uh, when it, I do want to get on the po- topic back to the men of especially the positive side. But to me, LeBron James, here, here's a really good one. His son might play in the NBA with him. Like, yes. that's a move that would really be hard to uh, repeat for like, not just, hey, I could play with my son. But to play at a high level, both like that's that doesn't happen on accident. No, no. And and another example of this is Jordan never used his platform to um, say anything. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. And and and, you know, that's fine. And I and it sounds maybe like I'm judging. I'm more not. I'm not really judging. I'm observing. No, I, um, I agree. I, I I thought the same thing as a kid. I remember thinking like, oh, you know what he say? Republicans buy sneakers too. That's what they brought back yeah, up. Exactly and I was like, oh, why why would he say that? Why like not like mad? But I'm like, oh, because he wants to sell sneakers, and he's like, yes. there's, it's just another version of of yeah. capitalism of like what he did isn't wrong. It's his choice. But in the grand scheme, you, you, what are you judging LeBron and um, 
Jordan buy? Because people what they always say is like, well, six rings. I'm like, okay, well, in that case, Robert Horry, I think, has seven, <laughs> you know, and um, there's all these other people who who get yeah, them. Bill, Bill Russell has nine, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, like, if we're going to go with that, then you would you would say that the person, you're switch, switching uh, genres, the, the person that sold the most records is the best singer. Yes. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, it's, sometimes they just found a trend and milked it yeah you know? well and um, i think getting back to the what what does it mean to be a man let's talk about today like what it mean what does it mean to be the best man or a good man like for for you because i don't know yeah, i mean i i think too also having grown sons now logan 27 caden 22 and then logan and sarah are, are gonna have a son as well so i'll be a Congrats. grandfather in september that's awesome uh so, um, you know, I would, I would say that I would still apply the same definition or like, um, instruction, if you will, to being a man as I would, as, as I did with my sons, mm -hmm. which is be who you truly are. Um, be honorable, be respectful, question authority and make your own path. That's kind of the markers to me and how that happens, how someone goes about those five, four or five things is entirely up to them. But yeah. I think what happens, there's a reductionism that happens when you are not honorable and you are not respectful and you don't carve your own path and you don't, you're not who you truly are. Yeah. Um, well, and I'll, I'll say, or I'll add, like, I think, while sports, I, I do like sports, um, not as much as most people, <laughs> but I, I liked playing more than watching. Um, didn't serve in the military. What was the other one you, you said earlier about the old time? Like you either, the rite yeah, of passages. Yeah, yeah, the rites of passages. It was like you went out to the West and you made yeah, your fortune. There you were out, these. You jumped on, a, on, a, on a, um, a, a Yankee Clipper and sailed the world as like a, you know, a, 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 a sailor. Yeah, so. there were these systems that you could jump into now i'm not saying they're easy but it was like okay you do that so even today if you join the football team or you just enlist or whatever their system would don't directly lead to you're a good man like thanks for serving or thanks for playing um but that's why i think like a lot of times or hell you know cops like okay mm -hmm. you're a cop <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean like was it chris rock said something that or people were resharing but like you know, they always say that there's a few bad apples, you know, they're like American Airlines can't say that about their pilots. <laughs> you know, like we kind of have to have them in a high standard. My point yeah. is you do a system or you go through a rite of passage is, is one way to go. But I think that's part of the problem or not the problem, but the 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 loss, the, the lost boys um, that we you don't have to join the army. You don't have to play the football team. There's a, there's so much choice versus you default into something. Yeah, but as and, long and, as and, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, I got it. We're excited there. Go ahead. And no, continue. I was just gonna say, just I'm summarizing because there's actually some people I'm definitely excited to share this with. But as long as you're yourself, you're you're true to who you are, which you can't really find that from anyone else. Like you have to figure that out. Um, you question authority. What was the third one? Be respectful, be honorable, and and make your own path. Yeah, there, there. That last, make your own path. 
you don't have to be a football player or a war hero or whatever. Like as long as you do those, at least according to Justin, and I wholeheartedly agree um, that you're going to live a, you're going to be a good human being, but especially as a man, um, because I think that's what it is, is we have all this toxic stuff comes from, you know, toxic is what like in, in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Poisonous waters. When the waters don't move, when you're not flowing. Yes. Yeah. Stagnant. Yeah. And I think that's what, why we have so much anger, not just today, but always is we have these stagnant wounds that we don't want to, to, to address um so sorry we both got excited and i no, i won't no, no. just uh it reminds me of what you said about chris rock there's like i don't know if you've seen that heard of the comedian trey crowder he goes by the liberal redneck yeah. oh i, I didn't know that. he's a comedian i loved his stuff yeah, he's a stand-up comedian and but his most recent one he was doing this comparative of like the bad apples thing and he goes imagine a gym teacher um in an inner city school in an inner city a, 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 a gym teacher in an inner city school where once a year he snuffs out a 13 year old. <laughs> uh, and would we, would we put up with that? Because he's, you know, 13 year olds are little shits. And yeah. so, you know, they had it coming. And so his, he's fantastic at the satire of that sort of false comparative that people have yeah. about oh, bad apples. Um, and so um, I think, I think that the starting point for this is you have to find out who you truly are. And parts of, part of rites of passage is you find you do find out who you truly are. And if this is interesting to whoever's listening, I highly recommend the book Iron John by Robert Bly. Um, Iron John is, is the analysis of ancient fables and legends and mythologies about the discovery of masculinity. Um, and uh, like how you discover your true essence as a man. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the, I would say it's the dude version of women who run with the wolves. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'll give. And so, so, um, there's a lot of resources and I think this is a beautiful thing. I think femininity is power and there's a lot of resources out there now about encouraging young women, any woman to go inward. My, my life partner, Lena has a, a whole coaching practice called return to your wild mm-hmm. that's for women to return to who they truly are there's a lot of resources out there there's not a lot of resources for men no. i think that's why it's a passionate topic for me to say you must go inward if you the journey from manhood to manhood starts on the inside yeah well and i think that's that's my personal beef with the whole sports is great for growth and and military like i'm not saying they're not but clearly yeah. there people are coming up short again and again and again, or even going to church, you know, it's like, I, I get yeah. the idea, but why, why are so many people tortured or, or frustrated? Um, no, I think that's great. And actually I'll, I'll piggyback. I, I do agree with, with Justin, with, with your perspective wholeheartedly. I'll give my different version. Um, okay. But I, I tell, I, and I use myself, I go, my name is Juan Kingsbury. That's a weird fucking name. But I'm really comfortable with it. In fact, I really like who I am. But as a kid, now this is not like hardship and true resilience, but I just got so annoyed at in the classroom, Juan Kingsbury, where are you from? And I'm like, I had to tell that freaking story. Like, I'm from nowhere. It's my parents, white guy, brown guy, whatever. Um, But I'm reconciled that, that, you know, I'm not Mexican, never was. My dad's from Mexico. But learning that, hey part of me has Caucasian America, part of me has this, but really at the end of the day, I've always grown up in Phoenix and da, 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 da. Like having that, it was not forced on me, but I'm like, well, I'm going to deal with this. And I think that's why 
I'm funny. I think that's why I can fit in. I'm adaptable, flexible. I think everyone has that duality that they need to reconcile. If you lean too heavy to, let's say, your mom's side or your dad's side, literally on the family, but also biologically, you're going to still get through life. But if you want to be full, you have to reconcile the, and I think I may have borrowed this from years ago, the masculine and the feminine. And for some reason, I think of like our planet, you're some of we're not equally balanced um hormonally you know some people are more sensitive or this or that but we do have both and if you ignore one of the other sides you're something's always going to be missing um and so as figure out the thing that you're hiding like if you're jocko you know the badass marine uh, navy seal navy seal sorry see weakling here no <laughs> but to, to hug your kids whatever is not like to do it at first, I could see the resistance, but also I could see the pride of like, look, yeah, I like bucking the trend. I like pointing out that, uh, you know, you can love, but if you, it's also hard until you actually address that thing. Right. But you take that, let's just take the word, like the expression of love. Um, that was seen as a weakness in a man for a man to say to another man, I love you would be like, you know, let's, uh, you know, I'm using a disparaging term here from a different era, but yeah. that's gay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it, I'm yeah. sure they and they still say it today. Yeah. yeah, and I hate the term "no homo" too as another version of that. It's like, yeah. what does that mean? Don't be so fucking insecure about yeah. who you are. Um, just if you want to hug somebody, hug somebody. Yeah. And it's just anyway, go off on a rant there. But yeah. um, but no, I, I mean, gonna... but it's not a rant though, man. That's the problem. Being being a man has been defined by a lot of insecurity and fear. And fear and. Um, you know, it's it's like when I've heard like that if a gay man is a, a, a gay man is seen as like effeminate and 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 but some of the greatest warriors of all time were gay men. Mm-hmm. And so that's another type of fallacy logic right there that we could get into. So but I was having a conversation the other day with somebody, a, a guy, and we were he, we were talking about love and he said he thought the word was too soft. And he goes, because like, you know, warriors don't tell each other they love each other. And I was like, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> tell each other all the time. I love you, man. I love you. Yeah. And um, it's become like, I, this is why I think like the, 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 the highest form of contemporary masculinity is emotional intelligence. Because if you have emotional intelligence, you're comfortable with your feelings. I would have zero worry about saying to you, I have said to you, I yeah. love you. For sure. Um, and I've said it to many of my male friends. Um, and I don't have any insecurity, but I will admit, I would not have been able to do that five or six years ago or six or seven years ago before I started this inward journey that brought me to who I truly am. Well, and uh, uh, I would say, did you fully love yourself? It's really hard. Yeah. 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 It, you, cannot give to some, you cannot give to someone what you will not give yourself. Yeah. And you cannot expect from someone what you want, don't expect for yourself. It's and, impossible. And yeah. um, the other thing here too is in a, this links our first, our last episode on labels to, here too is I have a dear fr- had a dear friend. We're to say had she passed away a few years ago of cancer. Sorry. Um, and a beautiful, amazing woman who was a series of labels. She was uh, she was the point guard when Baylor won the national women's national championship. So That's she was cool. an athlete. Yeah. Um, she was black. Uh, she was a woman. She was gay. And she told me once, her name was Shamika. And I would, I would, you know, we have these conversations kind of like you and I have about these things is I'm, I'm none of those things. Yeah. 
What? I'm not a man. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gay. Yeah. And uh, and I'm um and and I'm not uh you know I'm not a woman. So mm-hmm. like I was I'm fascinated by people that are like like different than me yeah. because that's how you learn about things. Yeah. And she goes, I'm none of those things. I'm none of those things. I don't identify with any of those things. That's what other people call me. I said, well, what do you call you? And she goes, Shamika or Meek was her nickname. Yeah. I just, I'll never forget that. That'll stay with me. Hopefully till I'm in, until I, they put me in the ground or, yeah. my or whatever, because no. that, if you apply that to masculinity is the same thing. We are not our labels. We are our name and our name is our true identity. Um, to, to bring like faith into it. It's seeing I, what God sees. I was just going to go there. Of the, it's a, a sense of self. And this is the thing that I see over and over again that I didn't really understand until really until I met you and we started having more philosophical conversations um, that especially in religion, I'll pick on Christianity, you do all the stuff. But if you don't learn how to love yourself from the, the, from the dude Jesus or for whatever it is your system is, yeah, you get it. Yeah. all that other stuff is tainted. And now when you say, I'll pray for you, it sounds judgmental, which is the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. And it's, that's where I I do have the, what'd you say? Forgive them father. And no, no. I was like, holy shit. Now I understand what that means. Um, And also I went through that. We were, I think I was on this one, we were talking about the drinking. I'm like, oh, and I'm drinking all the time and trying to love life and have fun. It's because I'm lonely, man. Like, you know, and being around friends and other people who are drinking and that's not... There's no shame in that. I definitely wasn't happy with it, but it's to love oneself is a little tricky, you know. And um, it's the beginning of everything. It's yeah. the beginning. That's why I say you, but the 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 journey is to go inward, where you're discovering is who you truly are, so that you can love your true self with a type of wholeness that is impossible to receive from someone else. Yeah. And, um, and then what? Here's the other thing that's very interesting. When you, as a man because I can only speak to that when you love yourself entirely different people show up in your life. Yeah. Um, and you get two kinds, you get people that are drawn to you and they become beautiful friendships or some sort of relationship. And then you get people that are drawn to their, their darkness drawn to light and you attract enemies. Um, and that's why I said to someone the other day when he was kind of complaining about like blowback, he got on something. I said, no trying, no trolls. <laughs> that's good. You know? Yeah. And it's an example of like, you know, if you don't have enemies, then you're not taking a stand yeah. um, in this process. Yeah. And I just think that um, I think if we were looking at this, like almost like spiritual pathology, the spiritual um, um, pathology of the modern man is a disconnect from true self. And that's the, that's the root issue. Um, that's the root issue with why men are lost, why we have the lost boys, why we have um, a 70-some-year-old man who acts like um, – I, I, that's disrespectful to three-year-olds. I, would ju- I, I was just thinking like – I was thinking a little girl teenager, which I'm like, that's messed up too. Like that's – I shouldn't yeah, be – Yeah, right. It's it's uh, infantilism. Infanti- I don't know if I'm saying that In, right. Yeah. Infantilism. A brat. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, shit. An asshole. Yeah. Like um, that – that's where that comes from are these um, that's why I call this group of semi misogynistic, semi emasculated men, the lost boys. Yeah. 
And so what are they lost from? Where are they wandering in the desert of? They're wandering in the desert of the illusion of who they think they are with an unwillingness to go inward to find out who it truly, who they truly are. Yeah. Well, there's a, actually, I think he, he interviewed with POTUS, but this dude, I don't know if you know, uh, Bill Zarian, he's like a poker player, big, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, tough that. guy. And he was like, oh, the pussification of men in America. It's like five, six years ago. And I was like, oh, okay. Kind of, you know, people play too many video games. And he said it like a jerk, but I'm like, there's something there. But then I'm like, well, there's something missing too with him. And I've, I've actually kind of distilled down both of what we're saying here. Yeah. And just he's, th- he's a great example of narci- rampant narcissism masked as alpha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, for those of y'all paint a picture, he's a really buff guy with all these hot girls and big guns and on a boat and po- plays poker. Um, and Trump yeah. And, and, you know, um, and I don't knock anyone for, for what they vote for initially. I want to know why, but well, in terms of the man thing, I'm like, it's funny. Cause I'm like, okay, I can't shoot a gun like he does. I don't know how to play poker. I don't have big muscles like him and all those hot girls. Yeah. You know, I would never talk to one of them or they would never talk to me. And yet I didn't feel insecure. I was like, there's some, I think there's something wrong with him. <laughs> and I'm like, and 1000 times one more manly than Dan Balzian or however you say his name. Yeah. Uh, Bill Zarian. Yeah. Balzarian. I hope he hears this. Yeah. Well, and here's, here's why I wouldn't thank you, but I agree with you. It's because I distilled this and you, you add to it or tweak it. There's three, three ingredients to being, I think a good human, but especially a good man today. You need to be able to feel loved, mm-hmm. which is where everyone messes up. Give yeah. love. And take a stand. As long as you do those three things, you you know, bad shit's still gonna happen, but yeah. you will live a full life. But that yeah. first one is I wanna say it's hard, but it like you're gonna have to face some things that are a little uncomfortable and only you can face them. No gun will shoot it, no bomb will blow it up. Um, right. you know, and so yeah, I, I and that's what I was I was like, yeah, I I feel I use the word spoiled quite a bit, but I'm like I had two really good parents, uh, have two really good parents, people like you come into my life and give me like, I, I was like, oh, I was groomed to, to, to accept that people love me. Um, and I need to love them more definitely. Um, but the taking a stand and as, as your friend, as the benefit of being your friend, I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to do that more. If I, I need more enemies right now, you know, making snide jokes is one thing, but I, I really need to draw a line in the sand on some things I believe. Um, yes. so yeah. Yeah, so I I uh, I love that. Feel love, give love, take a stand. That is uh, way better said by you than than what I said. I'm I'm gonna quote you, but I'm gonna borrow that. This is well, and I think uh, this is almost like what capitalism, the, the the true form of it is. Is you? I yeah. took it from you, you know, and I gave it back to you. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, it's sort of a spiritual commerce. Yeah, um, of ideas, and. So, so you think about um, you know, being being a modern a modern man that is well rounded, well formed in these areas that you mentioned: feel love, give love, take a stand. Um, what that requires you to do, though, is you kind of touched on this. It requires you to feel things that you typically would not want to feel. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. The other is. You need, you will have to question, learn to question your own bullshit. It's why I wrote about a few weeks ago that the number one life tool is self-intervention. Yeah. If you can do self-intervention, there's a lot of things you can get done related to personal growth, spiritual growth, you know, whatever. Um, 
And so you have to be, you have to have your, yeah, you have to question your own bullshit. You have to do that. And the third is you have to take risk. You have to go out and do scary shit. That's how you learn. That's yeah. how you. And so this, 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 um, this risk averseness that you see in so many men these days is, is, you know, it's, it's troubling to me. Yeah. Um, and, um, you can get into it too, where there's a lot of talk and this happens with men and women, but where they used, they used trauma words to describe drama. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. My boss is horrible. No, no. Uh, Hitler was horrible. Yeah. Um, or, um, or um, I uh, traffic was terrible. Yeah. No, cancer's terrible. <laughs> traffic is inconvenient. Yeah. Now, I say those things again, back to self-intervention. Like <laughs> I, uh, so we've reopened, we're reopening more and more in Austin. And last week was the first time last Friday week ago yesterday was the first time I'd been out where there was traffic again. And my initial reaction is, oh, geez, oh, I was so irritated. And like, oh, what are you, what, who are all these people and what are they doing out? <laughs> you know, it's very, very Ron Swanson yeah. in, in, at that time. I left, I, I drove again yesterday to go, go for a walkabout with a, uh, a friend of mine that I'm eventually going to introduce you to because he's awesome. Um, his name's Mike. And, uh, he and, and on the way there, I had the the same feeling of like, oh wait, this is this is how you can do a self. This is an example of a self intervention. What is the traffic? Because I I was I was at a stoplight and I was gonna text traffic sucks. I'm gonna be late. Yeah. And I was like, I stopped. I pushed back and yeah. deleted sucks. What what is traffic? Traffic is is not cooperating <laughs> that's good yeah, yeah it's not cooperating with my plans yeah and that's a tiny 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 microcosm but you start it's like gandhi said if you want to change the world start in your own backyard yeah well and that's and the you, thing that you start in the backyard if you want to be a better man like you're talking about you got to start in the backyard of your own biases and reactions yeah and, and that's the thing that bugs me so much is these lessons are clear as day in philosophy, Christianity, every yeah, all these things. Ancient, and there's all right. these teachers of them. But I'm like, why did they go in one ear and out the other? Oh, because that person saying it didn't feel love and they weren't giving love. That's what happens if you miss those two and you take your stand. And I think that's where a lot of the trolls come from. They're not saying 100% lies, but they're really just... Because it's not coming from a good place, you can you can weaponize the beautiful things. There's there's a song came out like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Do you know it? Yeah. Do you know what it's about? I don't. It's about how no matter what humans invent, we always find a way to use it to kill people, and so oh. and and it's like the inevitability, and that's where I really connected with Christianity in the last year, or really what Christ was trying to teach and not trying to preach because I don't know shit uh, and I'm not going to read the book anytime soon, <laughs> but was like, even when you get to this pure side, traffic's going to happen and you're going to judge and you're going to point. So I'm here to, re to remind you that, you know, these are the things that you need to practice as opposed to perfect. Um, and I was like, oh, so all these people who have this wealth of knowledge and they can quote scripture or philosophy or Nietzsche or whatever it is, 
sometimes they're actually the the exact thing they're pointing their finger at. And I've let the hypocrisy of that avoid from drinking from that pool. But now I realize, oh, no, it's this whole thing and better to be a part of it and learn from it versus exclude it. Because now I'm just being like an ism, a racist or a sexist or or a what's a theology. I don't know. (laughs) But um, oh, man. Any final words? I, I think we could probably do a ten-part series on on man stuff because I think we just scratched the surface. Yeah, we'll probably come back to it. No, I, I, I would. I was just thinking about feel love, give love, take a stand, and I would just add maybe a fourth one, which is take risks. Um, do not live life from a defensive posture. It does not work. It doesn't work to live life from a defensive posture. And and so that's that take risks standpoint. Yeah. Well, and I th- actually this is great. Full circle. I think that's why you use words like domesticated, docile. Mm-hmm. We have a very comfortable, comfortable life. Food, you can order. I used to say, "Well, you still had to go out and get food and get toilet paper." Mm-hmm. You can order that shit now. You know the whole insole thing um, of people who are isolated in the dark. Like you, it's so easy to yeah. take your to make your your nice home into a prison. A voluntary prison and yes. so that risk part it is scary and it feels so weird yeah. that's why and i like ver- to- yeah and there's a version of the incel culture in like suburbia as well which mm-hmm. is why there's so much busyness and so much you know that's uh, suburbia has like the some of the fastest growing rates of opioid abuse and suicide. oh yeah man it's um and that's its own topic to get into what yeah. that is because here's the thing if you are disconnected from who you truly are it inevitably ends in violence. It inevitably ends in violence. That's the inevitable end of disconnect. Um, and I wrote about this the other day, but and it applies, I think, to men and women, but in this topic of masculinity, kind of my final words here, is if you are detached from who you truly are, your future is one of two things. Um, your future is as a feral pack animal. That's, that's, that's route one. Route two is a docile uh, farm animal pulling up the plow of tyranny. That's it. That's your future. So you think that if you don't go inward and it's scary and everything, and I, I, you know, I'm, I know who I am as a, if you're not connected to who you truly are as a man, that's your future. Yeah. That's your future. It's good, man. It's funny. I'm going to double down. I'm, I'm going to close out here. Ironically though, with, a quote from you that I used on my podcast from October. We were talking about uh, being yourself, but not too much in the workplace, you know, being your raw, authentic self. And you had said, what's not okay is living a split life. Usually it means you've picked the wrong culture or the wrong career, and it's a recipe for depression and addiction. And I was like, that was like, yeah, that's the thing with with the football, the beer. It's like, those things aren't bad. I'm not against beer, but it's the, the reason that someone's indulging in those things is because they haven't looked in the mirror, looked in their heart. And yes. it, again, I'm not saying it's it's easy, but it's always worth it. Um, yes. So. Yeah, I love that. That's a great close. It's easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Yes. Awesome, man. All right, guys. See you for the next one. <laughs>